Welcome to Extraordinary, an experiment in sharing part of my story, the chapters and life lessons I learned along the way from my experience writing a memoir. I'm hoping this podcast helps you see the joy in life and maybe even encourages you to write down your own memories. Okay, I think I'm going to add in a chapter, but so far I just have a quick minute, so I'm going to... I have these things that I wanted to mention that I just don't think I'm going to just throw onto the podcast right now and uh, that way some some additional tips and tricks or maybe I'll read a chapter and then I'll, I'll put this in below just like how I normally do. But regardless, I uh, have made a list to hopefully keep my thoughts together and that way I can get through everything that I want to in the time that I want to. Oh, my kids have started yelling. Interesting. Uh, we might be interrupted. Let's see. Okay. So first thing I wanted to say is that I read or I listened to an audio of what the most successful people do on the weekend. Oh, and I didn't write down the author's name, but that's the name of this book. And it was, it was very short. It wasn't, I don't even know if it's technically a book or if it's just like a guide or something, but she was talking about how the frontal lobe is the last part of your brain to fully develop and the first to deteriorate. So the frontal lobe, I believe, is responsible for um, capturing memory. So that would make sense that it's the last of your brain to fully develop and then the first to start to deteriorate. So this, I feel like, is one of the major... um, one of the major arguments I have for starting writing your story earlier than you would... really expect yourself to. So, um, you can, uh, I feel like journaling is an excellent way to, to grab the details from day to day, but then an actual memoir, an actual book, isn't going to be just an outline of all the journal entries you've ever written. Those would be, um, part of like the research that you would use to write the actual stories. Um, because just just my personal preference is to have it read like a story versus reading like um, a rundown of what happened in your life. Uh, all right, so let's see. Anyway, so what I was saying then is that like 30 years old is an excellent time to start writing about what's happened to you previous to 30, especially since so much happens in your life in those earlier years. Um, at 30 years old, you can write a lot of big topics. A lot of the big topics that like your children and your children's children will want or would be interested in knowing about you, like what you were like as a child and some of your, your earliest experiences, but then also, um, going through school and like finding your spouse and, um, like finding your career, those like big moves early on in, in young adulthood have generally started to happen or already happened by the time you're 30. Uh, so even like at 20, starting to write about childhood experiences, brilliant because it's still fresh. Like, like your frontal lobe hasn't started to let go of those memories yet. Um, so uh, there's there's that. But then also, let's see. So I wanted to give some some more tips on how to start. If you've been listening to this all the while, um, I hope that you started thinking about recording your own story. And if you're thinking, like, how do I start? Um, start with a single story. So, 
whatever story comes to your mind, um, when I say like start with a single story or like whatever time of life that you're ready to share, I think it'll, it'll come fairly easily. All right. So my daughter came in and that sometimes gets hard on me, (laughs) but, um, so back to where I was, let's see, how do I start? So start with a single story, whatever comes to your mind, kind of the quickest in whatever time of life you've kind of been thinking about already is going to be what you should start with. So I feel like the next right thing will come after you've started writing the first story. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be like super detailed or highly accurate. You should know by now that I favor um, capturing the moment in your mind's eye is more important than capturing the accuracy. Uh, I know that some minds work that way, that they really want the details and the chronology and all those all those like dates and, and factualness to stories. But I feel like in general, most people just kind of want to know what it was like. They just want to know what it was like. So, um, so don't be too worried about getting everything exactly correct. Although, I mean, how can you not? There's going to be that worry, especially if you're going to want to like send this off to your family and people are going to be fact checking you and stuff <laughs> like, um, but try not to let that bother you, especially at first. Cause you can always go back and do research and try and fill in those blanks. Um, just let the easy memories come out first. That's important. And then also if, if you're kind of like, well, what do I write about? Um, same thing, easy. Think about the easy topics for you. So like grandparents for me was easy. Parents are hard. So don't start with parents. That will discourage you. Start with grandparents. Grandparents are easy. First best friends, easy. Boyfriends, not so easy. Husbands, even harder. Well, I only have one husband, but, and he's not so bad. Boyfriends is hard. Like don't start with boyfriends. That's, that's random in the first place. And it's hard to write about. So don't do that. You know what I'm saying? So choose the easy thing, the the thing that you feel like is easy. Like if your career is easy for you to talk about, start with your career. If your sister is easy to talk about, start with your sister. If your favorite pastime is easy to talk about, start with that. Okay. Don't start with the thing that's like, I should be sharing this, but it's really hard for me. Um, don't start with that. That'll come later. It will fall in line when it becomes the next right thing. Okay. And then let's see. So how about if you're like, I don't remember, like if you have that, that kind of mentality, that's like, I just don't remember anything. I want to write about it, but I just don't remember. So your key is research. And I wrote down a few things that you can use as, um, a start into your research. Pictures. Pictures is probably the number one thing. If you go and visit your parents or you have a stack of um, sentimental pictures, start looking through them and you can make a story from a single picture. Um, Just by like examining the background, examining your features, examining what you're wearing, like things will remind you of other things. Like, oh, I'm wearing a Little Mermaid shirt. I remember I loved The Little Mermaid. And then like, I got that shirt for Christmas from my brother. You know, it just kind of naturally creates a trail with some things. Um, So find a picture like that that creates a trail for you and then you can write a story off of that. And then um, another uh, start for research is to relive or to retrace your steps. It's like that, that mentality of like, okay, where did I leave my keys? I better retrace my steps. So what was I like as a child? I got to retrace my steps. Like, um, it's kind of just like the backtracking of like what does come to your mind first 
and then following the trail. Uh, same with like if you're looking at that picture and you're trying to find um, like being a detective to the details in the picture. You are a detective to the details in your memory. Um, so you do have to get some thought of it on it, which, um, oh, I skipped number two. Did I? I don't know. Anyway, it's not in a specific order, but keep it like a prayer in your heart. So it goes right along with that. Like if you're like, I don't remember anything about my grandma, that's okay. Keep it like a prayer in your heart. Think about like, I want to write something about my grandma or I want to write something about my experience going on a vacation in the summer to grandma and grandpa's house, something like that. But I just don't remember anything. Keep it on as a prayer in your heart and like over the span of a week, just kind of have a little spot where you can jot down notes or um, like write it in your phone or just try and remember it, I guess, but that's going to be less effective. Um, and little things, you'll little things will come. If you're like, if you're really keeping it in your mind and you're wanting to write like, okay, so if you start on Sunday and you're like, by next Sunday, I want to have like a little paragraph on this and like have some more information, start writing a little, a little bit, what, what you already have on the first Sunday. And then the second Sunday, come back and revisit it. And throughout the week, hopefully you've come with some new talking points or some new, um, additions and details that you want to add in. Okay, and then the last thing is details. I say that word so much, <laughs> but like details, details, details. So it's that, that whole idea of following a trail. So if you are writing about your grandma, then you think, what food did she make? What does she look like? What is in her house? Like what they will lead to the next thing. Um, what memories of like times of the year were you? did you visit? How old were you? Just things that just keep thinking about new questions for yourself of that little tiny blip of memory that you do have. Um, okay. And then the last thing I talked a tiny, tiny bit about faith. And ever since I wanted to say more because I don't think that I was, um, I don't think that I was just as clear as I probably could have been. Um, so I want to connect on faith. So let's see. Um, I know that a lot of people who are listening are Christian and if I said like, I, I mean, I didn't say like, don't comment on faith, but like maybe I was a little bit more restrictive kind of sounding, maybe just to myself. I'm, I'm more critical of myself than probably anybody else is, but, um, I'm thinking that a lot of you might be like, well, how can I not comment on my faith because it's so central to my life? And I'm definitely not saying that I'm not saying don't comment on faith because if it is central to your life, it absolutely should fill your memoir. It should be in your life story. Um, so, but my, my one hang up is that I don't want you to lose your audience because I use the word preachy because it gets too preachy because you don't want to lay on a lecture. This isn't your opportunity to let your, um, like posterity know, that you're laying down the law with Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that sounds like super harsh, but, but the best example I could think of is that Jesus, or at least the Jesus I believe in and that I feel most connected to taught through his actions, not through, um, like laying on the lecture, <laughs> that, that idea of, um, uh, like, I believe in this and so you should too. Don't turn it into an argument. Give the examples in your life that have led you to believe what you believe. And I don't think that you even have to 
spell out what's between the lines. In some ways, you'll want to, and you'll want to say like why you believe this or that, and that's wonderful because it does communicate what, um, like what you have evaluated from your experience. Um, but none of it should ever be, uh, especially with faith. I just feel like it's so important that like your family and your people will glean what they need to from God through not you trying to convince them, but you trying to show them his hand in your life. Like the tender mercies you've experienced in your life are going to say more than you saying like Jesus is King and we all have to follow him. You know, um, your example speaks so much louder than, and, and we're writing these, these actions in words. So, so it's kind of confusing for me to say it's, it speaks louder than your words, but it does. Um, the, the story you tell is your actions. So it is words, but like you telling something specific, like you have to believe this so that you can go to heaven is not as um, convincing as being like, I saw Jesus today in this example. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. And um, anyway, so I hope that's helpful. This, I feel like, let's see how long this ended up being. I might just publish this as its own podcast in case you're looking for, you know, to write. Oh, it's just 10 minutes. So I'll read a short chapter too. Um to continue my story so thanks for listening along and i will get that next chapter added up here okay i left off (laughs) something (laughs) sorry i always do this um i i had a chance to just go back and listen and then i was like oh i forgot to mention this okay journals and memorabilia for research if you have the sort of parents who kept memorabilia for you like old scrapbooks or um, projects from school, start flipping through that kind of stuff. And you're going to want to declutter that too eventually. I would hope. Don't like just save that in a box until you pass away and have your kids deal with it. Um, So go through that stuff because it'll for sure remind you of what you were like younger. Um, Journals are also an excellent way to like delve into the mind of whatever age you were when you were journaling. Um, I know Jason's grandma journaled every single day for like, I want to say her whole life. She has just rows and rows of journals. And if you are someone who, um, gets a lot of benefit from journaling regularly, that's amazing. And that's wonderful. Like, and if you're, and if you're also kind of like, well, I journal every day, so I don't need to write a, a memoir, write a book. It's all in my journal. Um, one thing I'd, I'd encourage you to, uh, think about is that yes, for sure, your journals are going to be something that's special to your kids. And maybe they'll be able to pick up one and see some insight in it and, and see a reflection of you and maybe get some, um, some clarity in their own life. But I also feel like if you write just one, like, um, like a reel of the best, (laughs) the, uh, just like a condensed version of just the highlights, um, highlight reel. There we go. That's the word. <laughs> um, then that can reach more people than whatever 
27 journals would get to the one person who ends up picking up one or the five people who divvy them out or anything like that. Um, some people really are motivated by projects like, um, like working through somebody's journal and like writing up the entries or things like that. Um, my mom's actually working on a really cool one with her, her dad having written some letters. In fact, I think she just finished it. So, so that is a wonderful thing, but I don't think that leaving something like that, I think it's more beneficial to you in the moment than it is if you're thinking, I want to leave my story. So if you want to leave your story, you got to create a condensed version, a consumable version, like easy. You have to make this so easy on your audience. Otherwise they won't make it through. Um, so that's, that's my one, like, uh, suggestion, I guess, but you know, you do you really. Um, and then another thing is, um, I was going to come into this with, on another chapter and I probably will again. I'm sure I will. I'm probably say all this stuff all over again, but, um, happy memories. How do you come up with happy memories? A lot of our memories are kind of encased in like gloom or like uncomfortable feelings. And it's hard to look past those into, um, like the insight and the good thing and the encouraging thing. And like the, um, the connectivity in, uh, experiences that we have. So, um, I would just wanted to talk a little bit on that. And, and I, I'm not saying like I'm a master at this. No, I'm just human. And like, I'm just trying my best. Like I'm not, uh, I'm not an official in any of this stuff. I'm just kind of saying what I, I mean, I don't want to like discredit everything I just said because I do, I do believe it. And I do back like that. These are good, um, tactics for writing a memoir and, um, or writing a book in general, I guess. But, um, but let's see, that is, that can be a hard thing, especially when I was looking back at my own journals, there are a lot of times when I would write for myself as like a therapy. So they would be not happy. Like it would just be like, Oh, I wish I could change my life. I should write out a list of all these goals that I want because I don't have anything right now. And, um, it's very easy to fall into like that victim mindset of like this happened to me in my life and like should I even write about this um I say write about it I say write about it and then um because it might just be a chapter for you that some some of the things that we do in life and we have to like we have to as a society I feel like be a little more okay with this because a lot of times we kind of are and I talk about this in in the introduction about how um living just like a simple, normal life is sometimes people think that that's nothing and it's not worthy of your time to just be like normal. You have to be extraordinary. You have to, but, um, back to, back to this, like if you go into the, into writing a book about your life story with the mindset that like, I am going to do this so that millions of people will, will, you know, praise me and think that I'm so wonderful for getting my life down on paper. Don't think of it like that. Think of it as like, maybe this will help me. It's like, seriously, it's self-soothing therapy. If you want to go back and listen to the, (laughs) into the introduction, I feel like I comment on that a lot that like this memoir is mostly going to be for you. Secondary, if people do happen to listen to it and um, try to learn from it, then it's that's like a bonus. That's like a, yes, I love it. I'm so glad that you find some value in this because I did work hard on it and I didn't necessarily write it for you. 
I wrote it for me, right? Like, like you still have to keep that mindset of like, this is for me. Anyway, so, so if you do want to include gloomy memories or like sad memories or hard memories, then do. Um, I did do this. I did write a lot of things that I don't include in my book because I, oh my gosh, they're having a great time. Um, because I don't see the value in sharing those with anyone other than myself. You know what I mean? Okay. So, um, I was actually on the phone with my mom and she was, she was talking to me about how I remember, I remember so many good things. And, and I say, yeah, I said, yeah, I do because a lot of good things happen to me. So, um, it is a little bit of a mindset shift into figuring out the happy within the hard. Um, like she was giving me the example of when we went to Disneyland and she signed my book for me as one of the characters and she thought to herself that could have ruined somebody's, um, trip to Disneyland. They could have been like, Oh my gosh, it was all just a fake. And my mom tricked me and she took me all this way to Disneyland and I didn't even get a real signature. Um, and I, that was, that was insightful to me. Cause I was like, Oh, that's just not the way that I took it at all. Um, when I did eventually like put the logic together, like there's no way that Minnie Mouse or Goofy or anybody could have signed this book because it only went from my hands to my mom's. Um, so, so some of it is just putting a positive spin on it. If it doesn't come naturally to you, you can look for the way to do that. Like, um, yes, I, and, and I, I will have to think more on this because I feel like I can, um, come up with some some better ideas if you are struggling with that and you're kind of like, well, my childhood was awful. You can make your childhood whatever you wanted it to be. Look for the things that you wish you had and find them within your memories. I really believe you can do this. It might be sparse. I I completely understand. Hi, sweetie. I can't talk right now, baby. I'm doing a recording. Okay, tell me one thing. These are just for outside. So when you come back downstairs and you want to go outside, then we can do that, okay? But I need you to let me have a break. Okay, sorry, what was I saying? Um, yeah, I'm not naive enough. I mean, I am fairly naive, but I'm not naive enough to believe that like everyone had a gleaming, easy, happy childhood. A lot of us grow up with a ton of resentment for the way that we were um, raised. And I'm not excluded from that. However, and even in doing this project of writing down my story, I have discovered that I have become more forgiving. And then also just through life and becoming a parent and things like that, you just realize and and even if it's not true for me i have i have taken on the mindset that everyone is trying their best like the times when my parents were too hard on me or my siblings were too hard on me were times when they broke like because life is hard you know and i can be forgiving of that like i can i can be like you know that was somebody was having a hard day right um so i think uh, yeah, there's this one um, Instagram account that I follow that's, uh, a, I think he's like a therapist or something, but there was one quote that was like, um, it was funny and it was cute and I can't remember it. I don't know why I'm bringing it up, but because it proves a point. Okay. So it was, 
it was saying something like, um, that whatever punchline parents, um, give their kids like these, uh, psychological issues. (laughs) Wow. that, That just came out beautifully. Um, but yeah. And, and that's something that I actually disagree with, uh, because in society, we really do peg parents as like giving us these complexes and, um, you know, maybe that's true, but I just choose to reject it. Um, I feel like we are in more control than we realize and that more in more control than we give ourselves credit. Um, so I would encourage you if you're feeling like super resentful or if you're like my parents totally sucked this and like left me with a joyless childhood, um, to reconsider, like just reconsider, um, try your hardest to see the silver lining in all of it. Um, and, and then also don't, don't dwell, like don't, don't keep yourself clogged up in that space of, I had a terrible childhood and so my life is going to be terrible. That cannot, I like reject that wholeheartedly. Um, your life can be whatever you make of it. Yes, absolutely. You can go through some terrible, horrible, like awful times, but hopefully you're out of it or hopefully you're working your way out of it. And, um, and I think it's okay to comment on that. Like, I think it's okay to comment on the fact that things were hard and you can even be direct about what was hard about childhood. And, um, there is, there are still lessons in the hard times. Uh, Okay, but if you're also looking to make a positive flip, um, you just basically, I mean, I, I don't, yeah, I already said I don't have all the answers, but my suggestion would be to look for it. Like, make that your intention. Say, I want a happy story. Um, and I think you can find it somehow, some way in some element, this is getting real dark and deep. I'm sure you have. Most people who are listening to this probably have a handful of wonderful memories they can reflect on. Um, so look for it. That's the best I've got. Um, yeah, you don't, if, if there was like this, there's going to be memories that you're going to remember because they were traumatic. Okay. We've all got those. And you can write about that if you want to, especially if you learn from it. If a life lesson came out of that, for sure, write about it. Um, if it is too hard and awful and you're still like trying to cope, um, you don't have to. Don't, don't force yourself. Uh, although I do think there might be some personal benefit in doing so. In fact, there might be some personal benefit in writing it down and deleting it because there have been, there have been some stories that I've done that to, and I can't even remember what they were. Um, the physical act of like getting it out and deleting it, I think helps your brain to be like, okay, that's no longer useful for me to hang on to. Um, so there we go. 
Um, I hope that was useful. Uh, yes, I think I have used up all my time for, and not, let's not add a chapter this, this time. This will, uh, maybe I'll just like air this as a bonus episode. If you happen to want some more info on how to write your own memories. Um, yeah, I really hope you do. Cause there is some good in reflecting on life. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you again real soon. Goodbye, my friend. As always, thank you so much for listening. I'm forever grateful to have you following along. If you're looking to contact me, you can email me at jenica.sparks at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Looking forward to talking with you again real soon.